check check all right this is john and, and this, this is sean and this is movie night with sean and john pacifico <laughs> Check, check. Hola. Got a Pacifico in my right hand. You got Lone Star tonight? I got a Lone Star, yeah. Cheers. They don't always cheers have everyone. Tink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're COVID cheers. <laughs> Movie night. Um, this is John. We did this backwards. Oh, and this is Sean. <laughs> Movie night. We're back. Um, tonight, we are talking about Sound of Metal. Yeah. Not heavy metal, the uh, 80s movie. <laughs> yeah. So Sound of Metal, Darius Martyr, I guess we can kind of set this up, but Darius Martyr, he is the screenwriter for Place Beyond the Pines, another yeah. movie we love. And this Have we ever his... reviewed that? Have we ever talked about that on the on the pod? I don't think so, because it's a little bit older. Yeah. I think that came I do out... love that movie, though. I could do a whole episode on Place Beyond the Pines. Dude, I saw that opening night at River Oaks when it came out, and I was blown away. Because I thought, yeah. based on the trailer, it was like something totally different. You think Ryan Gosling's uh, going to last a lot longer? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then it's sort of like this psycho-style uh, tonal shift in like the first like right third of, of the yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, and then it turns into like a kind of like a dirty cop movie with uh, Ray Liotta and yeah. Bradley Cooper. Dude, Ray Liotta is so menacing and fucked up in that yeah, movie. Yeah, it's it's really well done. I love that movie. But Darius Martyr wrote that movie, and he directed Sound of Metal, which stars Riz Ahmed. I think, man, he fucking killed it. But uh, basically follows this heavy metal drummer, or really, it seems more like a noise band to me yeah. than like a uh, heavy traditional heavy metal band or something. Yeah. But uh, he loses his hearing, and but you were saying this is based on... This is a tangled web because The Place Beyond the Pines actually comes back around in that uh, the director of that film... Yeah, Derek... Walk, walk I don't know how to pronounce time. his name. It's it's spelled like Darren, Derek uh, Sanfrance, but I think it might be Sanfrance. <laughs> it's know. probably more elegant than Cianfran. we are able to... Yeah. Um, but he directed Blue Valentine and A Place Beyond the Pines. With, with, uh, they both have Ryan Gosling. Yes. Um, and he was working on a movie, I guess since 2009, called metalhead that and never it, came out yeah it went into post-production and it never came out but it was uh sort of like a documentary style movie that starred yes. uh the band jucifer yeah which i i don't really know that much about i listened to part of their album on the way over here um uh, they're like a little bit hev- heavier maybe like all rock i don't rock think it's a something. particularly well-known band maybe yeah they're more like punkish kind of like um, pr- maybe like a, a cult following or something yeah like that. yeah for sure but he's doing a documentary on about them about them yeah. but that never comes out and but one of the 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 drummer in this band he loses his hearing right i think so and i think while basically while he was dealing with like the studio side of getting it done i think he reached out to uh Darius Martyr and was yeah. like hey you should turn like my ID, my yeah. my thing I'm working into like on into like an a film yeah and uh, I th- so they worked together there so Derek France has like partial writing credits for this <laughs> one too yeah so it says right here on the IMDb uh IMDb trivia that trivia. yeah Martyr was personally asked by Sion France to work metalhead <laughs> from the beginning and gave him his like blessing or whatever. Yeah. So that's I didn't realize it was based on a true story. It does seem very authentic. 
think that's one of like the strengths of the film. But Riz Ahmed just kind of steals the show here. What was just like your general impression of the movie? Did you like it? Did you? Oh yeah, I loved it. He totally embodies that character. It's super believable. And sometimes yeah. when you see, um, it might be hard to do an idea like this well. But yeah, he well that's what job. I mean. So like you and I both play music, and we know a lot of people that play music. We gone to you know an unfathomable number of shows and whatever yeah like i feel like you could spot like a fake yeah like it's not marky mark and Rockstar or like you <laughs> yeah. know right yeah. isn't that isn't that there's the a film yeah with jennifer aniston and and tom cruise tom yeah, cruise yeah, yeah. uh you know he's not wearing like leather pants with like yeah. a jim morrison haircut this is like a more of like, a micro band they're traveling in an rv yeah he has like his shitty tattoos and his like bleach blonde hair and stuff yeah and the his performance is like really dialed back in a way that's like super believable because he's not like I'm the best drummer since Lars Ulrich, and yeah. I'm out here to for fame. You know, he's I, just a realistic guy trying to yeah. set these like minor little goals, like yeah. get to the next show. I think, um, yeah, it, it's understated in that way. But then there are times where he really dials the character up to to like an emotional pitch. But that that's oh, what yeah. I think what worked really well about it is like you're saying it's understated. It focuses on. Um, the the characters a lot and it allows right. him a lot of room to like have a range between the more understated kind of parts of his performance to the parts where he really is kind of in crisis yeah. and he's trying to figure out what it's, the fuck he's going to do if he's a drummer what happens that was a, the, one of the things that Riz Ahmed was talking about when he's doing the press for the thing he's like what happens when your identity is like gone you know like yeah. you identify by like the things that you do or like if you're a drummer in a heavy metal band and you're with your girlfriend in your RV and your whole life is touring and then you can't play anymore like who like that's the thing that comes across I think really well is like yeah I I guess when I said understated I meant like understated in like the best possible way no I think you're right yeah yeah, yeah. like because you can't you can't play that character and come on too strong or else then it's like a it feels authentic Right, because you don't you don't want to like spoof that character yeah. or like make it too unbelievable and do like the Val yeah. Kilmer thing with Jim Morrison <laughs> or or whatever, you know? Yeah, lean into it a little bit too much into yeah. your like rock star fantasy. This is not really that, and that was another thing that I thought was kind of interesting is how little actually music um, is in like the, heavy is metal music film. is in the band. Yeah, I mean in the film. Yeah, it seemed like. I thought it was going to be one kind of a thing, and it it delivered in a totally different way. Yeah, I think it was better than I even like initially thought it was going to yeah. be because I thought it was going to be more of a gradual um, decline in his hearing. Like uh, that they was talk about like it first being first act right away. It seemed yeah, like yeah, he like was first having, scene yeah. even. Um, I thought it was going to be like you know more of a biopic on this character, and he's like you know, grown into this successful musician and then it's all like the rug is pulled out from under him. But um, yeah. I think the way they did it was actually perfect because you just start out and you're already in this world and you understand but I think you're right what that, this guy is. Yeah, and I think you're right that it was understated but in all the right ways because like one of the things that came across to me was the authenticity and like having toured in like my mom's Toyota Sienna or like the first shows I played out of state doing like that like the things that they would talk about in the car it wasn't mm-hmm. too it was like kind of silly it shows the monotony of like that lifestyle yeah and it's not like this 
super glamorous lifestyle. It shows them kind of before the show, like, have you sound checked? They're setting yeah. up their merch. They're doing all this shit themselves. They live in this RV, and everything that they own is in this RV. And then uh, that when that kind of falls apart, it's like, who is this guy now that he's, like, not whatever he, he thought he was before? Right, and I'm so... I guess maybe at this point, do you want to set up the the plot? We already kind of have, but... So it's about a, a heavy metal drummer. Uh, he plays with his, like, love interest. The, the, the female, like, protagonist in the story is the lead singer, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's much more focused on him, I guess, and his right. his hearing loss or whatever. But they're, they're touring. Uh, it's like they're right in the middle of a tour, and it seems like they're, they're kind of on the come up. And then he starts to lose his hearing, but he's also an addict, so she kind of knows that he tends to relapse when he's uh, like stressed out, and there's trauma. And now this is like this horrible thing. It's like what, that's the worst case scenario for a musician ever. Yeah, it's like oh, you just lost your hearing and you really can't hear anything. When you went to go get your hearing tested, they tell you that's not coming back. Yeah, it's like the, this kind of pipe dream in the movie is that he might get like cochlear implants. And so, like, all this is happening, and he has to basically go to, like, a treatment place because he knows he's going to, like, he used to do dope, and he basically says he used to do anything. Yeah. So it's also kind of a recovery movie, too. Yeah, I think that's a lot. Yeah. Well, and that's stated a few times, too. The the leader of the, um, I don't even know what you would call it, almost like the commune thing that he's staying at. He's staying at kind of like a recovery place, but it's specifically Specifically for for people. Yeah, for people who can't. Deaf community. Like hearing impaired, yeah, yeah, and uh, but he says it at one point because um, his character Lee, Ruben leaves and he goes and tries to get you know take care of some stuff. He comes back and he tells him like you're acting like an addict. Yeah, like you, right when he you comes can't, back, uh, you can't leave unannounced. You can't just like disappear for days at yeah. a time. You can't come back and ask for money and stuff. No matter how what he's trying to do is actually still legit. He hasn't relapsed at all. But he's just kind of like, he's treating it more like something he wants to be cured. And they're trying to tell him like, dude, it is what it is. You got to like come to terms yeah, with this. Yeah, this is and your like, life now. Yeah. But I guess he's trying to kind of find peace through his recovery thing throughout the film. But he's he's definitely in crisis. Like half the time he's like completely falling apart. Yeah. What did you, uh, what are your initial thoughts? I really liked it. I feel like Riz Ahmed... So Sisters Brothers, remember I, I was telling you about Sisters Brothers? Oh, with John C. Riley and that came uh, out, Joaquin. That came out maybe a couple years ago now, or last year maybe, but he's in that movie, and I love that movie. Uh, and Nightcrawler. He's yeah, in Nightcrawler. I did see that. So I really like Riz Ahmed. He's in this other HBO show called The Night Of that's fucking amazing, this miniseries. But, so I really like him. I feel like he fucking killed it. I could see him getting nominated for this. I think so. So I loved the characters in the movie. I, I think he really holds his own. The sound design. We got to talk about a little bit about the sound design because, as an audio person, there is like even just seeing it. Where I was watching it uh, in the studio or whatever, because nah. so Wait, it was did in you and have out. Your, did you have like your monitors on and everything when you're watching it, or so? No, I actually have just have the sound coming from the TV. Yeah, I need to set that up. But I, so I'm just listening to it that way, and already though I could tell that the sound design was amazing. It definitely came across. Like, they, they show that, uh, so the sound designer, Becker, he worked on Gravity with Inaratu in or, or whatever, yeah. which was also kind of this big technical achievement in the sound design community. But the way that he goes about this in this movie, I actually looked this up, I, I took some notes, but like, so 
they wanted it to feel really visceral and like honest and they wanted you to feel really what it's like so when he first starts um kind of losing his hearing in the beginning of the film they actually we were talking about how they piped like these ultra high frequencies and then just pumped white noise into these ear uh in ears he would wear yeah uh that that riz ahmed wore right? yeah so he wore yeah it's uh hold on i was reading about that earlier too so he wore like these uh auditory blockers in his ear canal that emitted white noise to yeah. get like that the actual feeling of and apparently it fucks with your actual equilibrium yeah so they're doing all this to intentionally kind of get a performance out of him but then also with the sound design he would use so i took a note on this he he they would put a mic inside of like a preserved skull and helmets to get the feeling of being enveloped and then so like all these kind of technical he would use a stethoscope microphone like a stethoscope style microphone like a like a cavity Uh. mic that you place on something uh to go inside a performer's mouth to create a mix of audio illustrating how ruben experiences sound from the inside out damn so like it seems like just mix like all those together yes and it seems like there's all these considerations audio wise and yeah even on my tv it came across i can only imagine that this would have been even better in the in the theater but yeah i I really liked this movie. i'm i think the biggest disservice to the movie is that the theatrical run was only like a week a week long right i mean maybe it was two weeks but it was in and out and it was only at river oaks when it was And they don't even announce movies anymore like they don't ever i guess because uh so traditionally whatever the budget is for a, a movie the studio would spend that same amount in advertising right promotion yeah. right so you would see billboards you'd see commercials you're gonna see ads on facebook you know the trailer posted everywhere all that costs money though and i'm assuming that right now because of the way things are they're just trying to cut back on all the costs they can they're but, losing money right now what's fucking sucks is that these companies are losing money but at the same time like amazon prime made this film yeah i don't imagine they they, they ever had a a long theatrical release in mind for this movie they do not care about that yeah i guess guess that's true but that's weird because if anybody could afford the marketing it's amazon but they're gonna make i think they figure we're gonna make what we need to make from our streaming uh subscribers yeah they're gonna but watch I, this movie it's gonna be the the, the I top mean, when bar I, exactly when i put on amazon prime in the studio i was trying to like look for where it would be and then i like looked up and it's just like this huge <laughs> bar right across, and i'm like oh my god but the, <laughs> i think they're gonna get what they need to get out of this movie and i think part of it is that they're really just submitting for the consideration of the awards for right. this kind of movie they're not even like do we want to put this out in promotion for six weeks or six months to try and get people to come and see this or whatever? It's and like I understand that. I just feel like it sucks. I, I really would have liked this movie in even the more, and I I really enjoyed it at home. But uh, I mean, I have cats. Uh, my wife was like warming up dinner, like you know. There's that stuff definitely going took on away from it a little bit. I think, and with the with the amount of detail um, spent hey, on the sound design. Yeah. Spent on, even on um, so like all the extras in this movie are are actual like hearing impaired people from that community. It's not like they just hired a bunch of actors to pretend to. A large um, number of the cast were hired from the deaf community. Yeah. Right. So I feel like there's so much attention to detail on so many different parts of the movie that it's that not going it to be as yeah. Just the whole entire experience would have been even richer. elevated that much further seeing it on the big screen and just hearing that like cranked up like super loud all the all the muffled audio like in the beginning where he's playing drums just like yeah 
Like, that would have sounded so cool in the theater. Or like you were saying, uh, I think Man, before we started, how they, yeah. like, panned things. Uh, like, if you listen to surround sound or headphones, you can hear, like, sounds panned from, like, left yeah. to right. Like that So what been happens awesome. when you lose your hearing and, and you – some people – those who can afford it, I guess, can get this ultra expensive procedure for cochlear implants. Yeah, for like forty grand or something. Yeah, up to like eighty thousand dollars. And most of the time it sounds like insurance doesn't cover this stuff. I also thought yeah, just attention to detail throughout. But anyway, so they get into this surgery. Riz Ahmed is desperate for this surgery. He thinks Yeah. He's heard before. You know, a lot of people in the film, one of the his kind of um mentor mentor the- in the film at the recovery uh, place he lost his hearing in Vietnam. So it's a lot of people who've had their hearing and then lost their hearing. Right. And so part of their identity is kind of coming to the other side of it. But it's interesting that when he gets the implants and they f- they show you what it sounds like, it's this kind of like terrifying moment where he realizes it sounds nothing like the world before. It's like yeah. this really transformed, high-pitched, distorted kind of signal of like this kind of like mechanical and he's like no it doesn't sound right it sounds really bad he's like it sounds high trying to get her to tweak the the settings yeah and but he realizes pretty quickly she's like look this is not gonna sound like what it sounded like before you know like you gotta get used to this and he's like you can see his heart kind of breaking but he played, man, that scene too. The sound design for that was incredible. And that's the part you're talking about with the sound yeah, sounds. Uh, that I stuff guess that's sounded what it's like awesome. And his it. acting, I think his performance was so spot on. And that's what I was talking about. Restrained, um, but really impactful. Right. That, and that's what I meant by like a subdued kind of performance where it's not like. I 100% agree. God, why did you take my hair? You know, like you just. Freedom. Yeah, you just see it in this guy's face. Like he's not even really crying. His eyes are watered. You can oh. tell he's just totally just emotionally devastated. devastated. Yeah, he's just broken at this point. And you're like, man, like this dude is just lost, like everything. That's like, what he had. That's something. Yeah, I think you're 100 percent right. And I think the best actors, it's in the facial tics, mm-hmm. it's in the moments, the beats between the the dialogue. Sometimes, when he's kind of right. like, just the way that he kind of furs his furls his eyebrows at like. She, he just seems confused. He's like, wait, like I just spent forty thousand dollars on this, and like it just sounds distorted and like really tinny and like uncomfortable. And the way that they described wanting it to sound like in this article what we were talking about, this New York Times article with Becker, the guy, the sound designer for this, he said he wanted it to sound like uncomfortable but not unbearable. And that's basically the reality of a person. Yeah, like with, you could live with it, but it's not near what you're you know, what your previous experience is. Yeah. And what happens when you have your whole identity caught up in, in this sense? And, like, there's a part in the film where he, he finally makes his way back to his girlfriend. He's done the recovery bid thing. And he she's playing this song with her father. And, and you hear his, his perception of it and then the actual the sound in the room. And the sound in the room is so beautiful. The song is really moving. And it's then you, in French. You and hear it's the like sa- really elegant oh sounding. And then you hear the sound in his head and it's just like... <laughs> and every now and again, you can kind of make out some notes and like this, that there is a piano, but it's just ultra distorted. Yeah. But they did an amazing job with that whole part. Of I it. really liked that, um, I guess, what you called like a perception, like audience perception versus the characters. Yes. Um, there's a scene early on. Uh, so basically when he goes into the... 
into the recovery house or to the um, like deaf community. Yeah, um, it's almost like a deaf community NA or 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 AA kind of a spot. It right. Like when he first gets there, he's like you know sort of anybody put into that circumstance. Like he wants to have his phone and his keys and they're like have the connection to the outside world. Right. They're trying to teach him how to live like a totally different way. Like yeah. you need to learn sign language. This is how we communicate, and they're teaching him like wow. basic things. At the beginning, he doesn't want, like, anything to do with it. He's not learning sign language. He has, like, you know, an attitude about it a little bit. Yeah. But there's a really good scene at, like, the dinner table where they're all signing to each other, and they're all talking, and it's showing it from their perspective, and it's completely silent, and then it cuts to, like, sort of a wide-angle shot of the table. You hear and it banging on the bah, table bah, bah, on the silverware. And yeah, and it, it's really cool because I was like, I just had never really thought of like that perspective, or I wouldn't have thought to put those like perspectives that yeah, um, like clashing that that yeah. that near to each other. But There's that like does... a juxtaposition between we want you to know what this feels like, but also uh, this is the sound in the room, and right. it could and be actually very loud. But they are just hearing this kind of muted, muffled. And that was the version. stuff I liked in Gravity too, like where the airlock opens and all this such like completely silent and it yeah. had all these like muffled space. Real noises. attention to detail. And yeah, not just like complete silence because that's not actually not what people who are deaf hear or experience. Like they they hear a very muffled kind of interior sound, you know, from like and there's a part where where they're kind of I loved the part in the recovery house where he's kind of taking on more of a mentor role himself and teaching kids yeah, how to play, how to the, play drum the drums and on like the little cans. um just kind of investing in that part of it and it seems like he's really trying at a certain point and then I think he just kind of starts to uh think again like man think of all that I've lost and I want to get this stuff back and I'm not trying to just live this life forever like I'm trying yeah. to get back to where I was before and so then he he tries the surgery route, but it just doesn't it work isn't. like that. And that's what kind of what they were trying to tell him. It seemed like his mentor was like, "That's very expensive. Like you have to know this is like cost prohibitive." One, and, he's trying to and teach then two, him how it's to not going to be the same. You know, like you you are right. deaf, and you're going to have to like live with that. Yeah, there's one. And like I think, well, and I think you you point out a good thing. The whole the whole point of that mentor character is like this is your life now and you rather than try to find something to like put a band-aid over this problem you really need to like booze or heroin or whatever it right, is for right. you or or even the surgery like yeah. you need to learn how to live with it and right. like adapt to your circumstance and i really i thought the movie was going to take a different turn in that exact scene that you're talking about where he's showing the little kids um that also live on the compound how to like play drums on the little can like paint yeah. cans or whatever um there's a school teacher character mm-hmm. and that she's a very attractive lady you, might, you and thought they might have had a romantic there's a few thing, yeah. scenes where they're like kind of making sexy <laughs> eyes at each other and i was like oh like i could i was like okay i see this where this is going change. it's it's christmas season so i, I watched a couple of christmas <laughs> movies recently. romantic comedies and i was like that you know this is nice i've never seen this story like they could meet like she's a school teacher and he's like the rough like kind of punk punk rock guy right. who's like learning to to live with his ailment and he's going to use it in a positive way and teach these kids, you know, like, cause they offer him a job. They're like, right. you can stay here. Like there's something for you. you yeah. Here. And you can grow in this community and, and you're 
kind of find your footing. I feel like that's what happens after the movie, based on like the the last scene. I oh, feel like that last scene is fucking incredible. I'm glad they ended it there. I'm glad they didn't do what I thought they were gonna do. But I think in the real was, life yeah. scenario of that movie being like it defied his real all life, expectations for back. me, but in a really good way, you know. Yeah, that's what I mean. Things do not pan out in the traditional way. In real uh, life. Not to give anything away, but it just doesn't kind of work out the way that he has in mind. It's like, right, but I'm going like, to get this surgery. Like it's going to be better. Too. Yeah. It was so, um, yeah, man, it just comes across as authentic. It doesn't ever feel forced. And I think it's hard to make, you know, I was telling Frank about this movie. My boy Frank from yeah. last episode. <laughs> yeah. Go back and, and peep our review of Mank if you haven't seen that one. But Or Star Wars, the last jet. No, yeah, yeah, so he was on that Sky, Skywalker. Yeah. Where's so Skywalker? Frank, I'm talking to him about this film. I'm like, man, have you heard, seen the previews of this? And he's like, man, that sounds like something you could do really cheesy, like really easily. Yeah. And I was like, see, I think this might like be the opposite in that it sounds like there's a lot of care taken in it. And then when I seen it, uh, I would say that's definitely one of the strengths of the movie is that it's very it's a very simple movie there's nothing too um like we were talking about the movie looks great but it's not like a stanley kubrick film where uh, every image is a photograph or something like that it's like a very understated kind of simple uh character based story but it they did it in in a very tasteful way and it comes across all the way for me i feel like they yeah they did this story in the best possible most respectful way you could because any other director could have taken it so many other places or any other screenwriter or whatever. It sounds almost fantastical, but they make you, but it make, I guess it's it based on a true story, one, but two, they make you feel very um, uh, invested and in right. that this and is a total. Uh, just imagine this is like a Hallmark movie. It's like rough guy who loses, <laughs> <laughs> loses the ability to hear. <laughs> Meets a girl at the hearing clinic. Yeah, yeah. it would have gone a like, different way. They they grow up and have kids that also can't hear. And or he gets his implants and like he goes and he starts rocking out again. He finds the love of his life. Records the best again. album. Yeah, it's like ever. whatever it is, it was not that. <laughs> it, and I, I guess I just also thought that there was going to be more of of the music element of the film, and I actually very much liked that. That that was a very short bit of the film. Mm-hmm. They knew kind of their wheelhouse was in actually just showing the monotony of the tour life. It wasn't too much focus on the music or the songs or anything like that. It's like, let's get that out of the way. That shows you who he was. Now we're going to, like, try yeah. and figure out who he is. But see, in a way, a lot of that does remind me of Place Beyond the Pines because you're, you're introduced. So, like, Ryan Gosling's character, uh, I don't remember his name in Place Beyond the Pines, but he is so similar uh it's like a stunt bike uh, right he's a stunt motorcycle rider yeah. and he does this like cage trick thing yeah yeah, yeah but yeah. he's so similar he's uh, handsome luke that's what it is yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he's so similar um his to, hair uh, is bleached blonde. he's fit he has the hand-drawn tattoos yeah he's he's like sexy outsider man who yeah. you know he's a heartthrob but it's it's understated he's, <laughs> he's really deep but he but looks like, he looks like damaged yeah exactly and they have like the same kind of like dialed back performance like i'm just really interesting guy who yeah, like i have a lot of yeah, pain yeah. and issues and shit but it's done so well i could see why you know i could see why you would approach it that way but um, the backstory's done really similar, too. Like, you see Ryan Gosling do the motorcycle trick, like, one, one time. time. You understand that that's, like, what his his thing he's it's known for. part of for. his lifestyle, but it, it's not all of His him. story goes a different way, right? Yeah. So I, I feel like in that way, it's like I can see that this is the same screenwriter 
um, I can see that these uh, the, dir- the directors world. work together. Yeah, they have yeah. like a similar interest, and to me, I find that kind of stuff interesting. I would definitely say if you haven't seen Place Beyond the Pines, go back check that out. That's Dude, a fucking or, great or, movie. Or uh, Blue Valentine. Blue Valentine. I haven't seen Blue Valentine. I'd like it's, to see that. It's a feel bad movie for sure. Like yeah. it is not it's about something dope or addiction or something like that. No, right? it, it's about a, a marriage that's deteriorating. Okay. So you're seeing like a love story. Um, like almost like I think a. I'm thinking of a different. Almost one. like this beautiful notebook story or something, you know, like this budding romance paralleled with a uh marriage the same falling yeah, apart. marriage completely falling apart. That's interesting. And it, you're seeing them paralleled like Godfather Two or something. That's awesome. And then uh, it comes to like a, a heat at the ending, but um, that's the same director as Place Beyond the Pines. Derek Sion. Sion from. Sion from. Sion from. And this is. No, no, no. This is what? Darius Martyr. Darius Martyr, yeah. Which is, it's his, technically his directorial debut. I think he did some yeah. little things, but this is his first, like, major studio release. I think he killed it. We do have to talk about one thing, because we just talked a little bit about this on the last episode, and some of the episodes prior. So, Warner Brothers is now, for 2021, for the entirety of the 2021 Ooh. theatrical year, Warner Brothers is now going to release all of their films. Exclusively, right? Well, so they're going to debut their films simultaneously in theaters as they are on HBO Max. I feel like that's so stupid. It completely de- defeats the purpose of the theatrical run. And it's going to. What's happening is these film studios lost so fucking much money mm-hmm. in 2020 that they're trying to write off their losses next year. And they're uh. like, let us just get this little bit of upfront money or back end money from HBO Max for what they're going to get from their subscriber base. And they're going to pay us out for this movie. And then we'll and then we'll do our release. Yeah, or they're just out. Well, I mean, they're gonna do theatrical releases, but the AMC president basically came out. I saw that he like basically attacked Warner Brothers. He said this is fucked. You know, he, he said was this like, is not the original agreement. First of all, the agreement was for one film, right? It was only for Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, which looks like uh, best picture <laughs> contender. <laughs> Originally, it was you're, you're right, right? It was for one film that they were gonna do this thing, and yeah. then Warner Brothers was like, "Fuck all that, we're, we're doing, about we're to, doing all of them." Yeah, <laughs> all of them are going. And so, as an HBO Max subscriber, I'm thrilled, but as a movie lover who uh, really enjoys going to the theater, I'm 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 worried that all of the this is the sum of all fears kind of a situation, <laughs> you know? It's like, this is a bad situation for... Yeah. These AMCs are about to start falling off. And it's not just going to be AMC. It's going to be the Regals. It's going to be the Cinemarks. The Tinsel Towns and everything. Yeah, the big theater chains. And and that's what's so fucked. Like, because this movie I really wanted to see in the theater. There's also... A, a One week is all we... Re- and, and we talked about going to see it this last week, but we did We Mank, tried to, yeah. And so... We we which took was, our time which with this was only one out uh, one week. Or, yeah, or I wanted to see the new Aubrey Plaza movie, Black Bear. I don't even think that's showing right now. What they're doing is AMC right now is showing like Elf and Die Hard and all like the Gremlins. It's all Christmas movies because yeah. they're like someone might bring it has their to kids. go to the theater. Yeah, and what I don't get. So I was talking to my mom recently. My mom's retired. And shout out, mom. I don't think you <laughs> listen to this, but if you do, you know, shout out to my moms. Um, <laughs> My, you know, my mom's retired. She could go to the movies Monday matinee. Yeah, nobody in the like we go at night. Like and I've been on, still the, no I've been one. on a Saturday and nobody yeah. goes. Yeah, you could go Monday matinee, have the whole theater to yourself, get the dollar hot dogs because she's in Kingwood at the uh, showbiz. They do the oh, uh, dollar hot dogs. 
So you could go for eight bucks and have the whole theater to yourself. It'd be awesome. That's literally the safest place in the world that you could be right now. Will she go? Does she like to go? She she does like to go sometimes, but But um, still, I don't know that she's even thought about it. And I think some of that does have to do with the advertising. Some of it has to do, obviously, with everything going 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 on. on. It seems like nothing's going on inside of... Uh, the theater's safer than the gas station. It's yeah, safer than anywhere outside of your home that you go. Definitely than the grocery store. Any oh, grocery yeah. store. I've, the AMC uh, theaters that I've been to, The we went to Studio Movie Grill, I think, two times. But um, every theater I've been to, to had, it Oaks. seems, has been taking the stuff pretty seriously because, probably because of how badly they're doing, though. Oh, yeah. But I just, I mean, for the... Everybody wants to get out of the house right now, right? And for the sake of the movie business or the theater business as a whole, yeah, maybe we can. And everybody wants to get out. Like, I, I mean, I, you know, w- whatever your beliefs are, we can all pretty much unanimously say I would rather not be at home than be at home. I think most. Well, I think twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week. Gets a little old, but yeah. going to see a movie once a week could get you out of the house. You could go see something the way it's meant to be presented: loud, mm. big, awesome, cost like ten the bucks soda or and a hot dog. Yeah, yeah, and it's like you could have a really good time and like be in a safe setting. I don't, I don't know yeah. why theaters aren't more popular right now. I would think. A lot of people would be at the theater. See, I, I yeah, I mean, well, I think also, man, the movie business as a whole is changing. Mm-hmm. I think Prime and Netflix—they're real contenders now. They—they they attract Woody Allen level, like these. Okay, like <laughs> he's the perfect like wrong example, but like yeah, someone like David Fincher, Martin Scorsese, like <laughs> these these <laughs> these fucking uh, streaming companies—they have a lot of capital. Amazon Prime, dude. Amazon. Yeah, they they have fucking more money than you could possibly fathom. They can throw it at any fucking director they want. They attract these talented guys to come make great films for them, mm-hmm. and and they just don't. They're not concerned with the theatrical release. And this is one of the few films that, yeah, maybe it could have actually, uh, if if you had properly promoted this movie, who knows? Uh, maybe it could have enjoyed a theatrical run. I think so. But in and out in one week, you give people no time, and then basically, I. I personally think if all you're playing is the classics and no film companies are putting out films, the year is at a loss. And now people, it's just less a part of our lives than it was before. And some people are just like, I I already didn't go to the movies. I'm not going to go see Home Alone. I've seen that 48 times and it's going to be on TV. Let's just stream everything, you know? And it doesn't seem like clubs have slowed down. You know, I see fucking people at the club yeah. on my Instagram, and I'm like, dude, this shit is, like, packed wall-to-wall, no fucking masks. We go to the theater, everyone's masked up, there's hand sanitizer everywhere, and there's, like, two people in the entire fucking, like, yeah, mega every mega time plex. that I've been since uh, March, which has only been five or six times, there's been, like... No one. Four, four other people? people in the theater. Yeah. And it's, like, two people, people at the total? bottom and two people above. That's the most packed it's been. It's crazy, man. I I'm, I'm I think really there is a way to do it safely. I can comp- I do agree, and I this also think no I to try to be I try to be pretty conscious of how much I'm going out. I'm at home all day, every single day. I work from home, and for me, these little breaks away do a lot for my overall just like <laughs> mental, mental health, health yeah. and also just my ability to kind of. Uh, 
keep up with staying at home. Yeah. It's like that's what keeps me engaged and actually trying is is getting those little uh, breaks yeah. from quarantine or whatever, you know, kind of staying at home. So I do think you could do it safely. This would be the perfect film to go to the theater for, but I guess it's already uh, – <laughs> so Man. so Amazon Prime, it's on Amazon Prime. Definitely see it. What would you rate something like this? Oh, I, I was thinking about this earlier. So I think – did I give Mank a four-star? I don't – I think we, we gave that four stars. Because I, I like this one I think more f- than Mank. Uh, Frank gave it 4.5, and we did gave he? it four, yeah. Frank's so refined. I like having Frank around. <laughs> we, need to, we need to have him back He more. did all his homework. That's what made me do my homework uh, Frank, tonight. if you're listening, you need to come back soon. Um, a, a gentleman and a scholar. I know. And it I, seemed I, like he, he really took the time to be prepared. I know. Way, more, I think, than, way more than us. He yeah, made I us look like some chumps. I had <laughs> to really to refine my performance. I, I, uh, I did a little edit on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Frank was so prepared. I know. I um, really like having him. He needs to. He needs yeah, to we come each back gave soon. it four stars. I like this one more than, um, than that? I liked Mank because Mank uh, was deliberate. It definitely served its purpose, and I liked it. But this yeah. is something that like maybe a little bit more enjoyable, just off the yeah. Rim. And just like Place Beyond the Pines, I think I could revisit this a few times and like really dive into this character. I feel a connection to this character because I feel like in a way it's like. Man, I know that person. Yeah. Like, I know that person well. I know people that are just like this guy. Like, I could name, like, a few yeah. people that are, like, just like this 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 guy in so many ways. Yeah. And I, I felt like I connected a lot with it. Yeah. The story a is really compelling. A you can really identify with. Yeah. yeah, and then the story's interesting and compelling. It hits on all these Simple, different emotional... Simple, but effective. Yeah, points. And it's like, I could watch this a few times. I would say at least a four, maybe yeah. a 4.5 even. Strong. I think, I, I, I think 4.5 would be fair, honestly. Yeah. I tend to agree. I, You know, I've kind of started... We've been doing this for a while. This is episode 43, which is awesome. But So we've been That's doing this wild. for... Right? That's wild. Right? That's crazy. It's, yeah, it's nuts. But I would, we've been kind of doing this for a while, and I've kind of developed a little bit of a system where I feel like 3.5 is like a pretty good movie. That's good, right? Mm-hmm. 4 is very, very good. And, and if I will see it more than one time... And I find that it is still very good. That's when it kind of transitions to like 4.5 or yeah. 5. And I, I tend to agree that I would definitely watch this again. Um, I think I would get maybe even more out of it the second time, especially knowing the care that was taken with the sound design, just being like a sound enthusiast and a person who loves audio and stuff. I think that whole aspect of it is fucking pretty remarkable. And he could very well win some awards just for, thi- for that. Just for that. Then Riz design. Ahmed was incredible. Amazing performance. Oh, I did want to say he was way better than that other movie we reviewed uh, with him. Uh, Venom? Venom. Venom. <laughs> Venom. I was thinking about it's Venom, funny too. because I, I didn't th- want to do him dirty and talk I, about Venom. I wanted to remember it earlier, and then now that I got to the point, I couldn't remember. So he definitely took the he took the money and he ran. He really on stepped Venom. it up from Venom. Venom, but, Venom bought him his house, but this no, got him the uh, nomination. Is, this guy is strong, man. Nightcrawler, fucking amazing. Even in Rogue One, he was very good. Oh, I forgot um, he was in Sisters that. Brothers is fucking amazing. If you like westerns, go back see that one. That one's on Hulu. He's in the new Bourne movie. I didn't see that one. I but. didn't see that either. But he he is very good. He's very good. He yeah. killed it. So yeah, I would say I'm gonna go easy four. Easy for, I would love to see it again. I think maybe it's a 4.5 uh, I, movie. I think I would settle on 4.5. I think that's fair. I like that. This is definitely one of the best movies we've seen this year. We yeah. haven't seen all yeah. that much. 
I've been kind of trying to look at like some of the best of year year end lists, and I'm like, where was this stuff? I fucking missed it all was of this. Streaming shit. and they didn't advertise. I feel it. like we saw Possessor, we saw this, and we saw like a few other movies, and that was like it. I've been watching some really horrible movies. Um, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, one and two. Um, what, is that on Shutter? What is that? <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it was on Prime. Yeah. <laughs> Prime is, yeah, they got some bottom-of-the-barrel shit Dude, on there. Dude, I, I kind of love it, though. But, no, it's cool. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely scraping the uh, cr- <laughs> the Christmas horror genre. <laughs> Not very popular. Let's but. talk about some kind of untraditional Christmas. You, you like to talk about Die Hard, and I think of it the same way as a Christmas movie. You know, another movie that HBO kind of referred to me as a Christmas time but not Christmas movie, Batman Returns. Oh, because yeah, it's Christmas that, time yeah. when Penguin. Uh, I fucking love that movie. Yeah, I love that movie. We should do an episode on that, maybe. Yeah, uh, the original yeah. Um, Batman, the Michael the Keaton, Tim Burton uh, yeah. Batman film. Dude, those are so good. There's um, what's what's some of your favorite Christmas stuff? Or is there shit? Is there, <laughs> <laughs> is there um, anything you're looking forward to kind of watching over the holidays or yeah, anything? Yeah, like absolutely. That? Um, so on Netflix right now, they have this. Uh, you know, they have the films that made us. Yeah, series. I like that. They I have like that. they have two the toys that made us uh, yeah. show is amazing. They have two new ones that just came out. One's on Elf and one's on Nightmare Before Christmas. Those are both Love both of those. You should watch them. They're really really good. Yeah. Um, it's like a deep dive into the production and everything on those. Oh, that's cool. Um, I love those movies. Also, the movies, you know. Yeah, like, those, those movies are, are just absolutely timeless. Um, Die Hard, Gremlins, uh, the first Hell Home yeah. Alone. We need to do Die Hard as well because we should, we've done Gremlins. but We, we did, did do, do Gremlins. Gremlins. We should do another Christmas special. Remember we did we, that? Yes, we need to talk to Philip about that. Yeah. Philip, if Where you're, if you're you? listening, if what you're you out doing? there, contact us. Come over filthy fill we need you we need so you back. i agree i uh batman returns as a as a christmas class we should maybe throw maybe, that in there like maybe the check that card. one out yeah um what else yeah definitely gremlins gremlins Nightmare before christmas i watch elf I every see year as a halloween and christmas movie so you that's could what, use it for both that's what's perfect about it you yeah. can watch it once at halloween and then Dig what it back else? up for Christmas. Is there anything else I really... Do you watch the Home Alone, the first yes, two? Yes, yes, yes. I watch those go. every year. I um, I tend to just, number one, straight up classic. Uh, Home Alone 2 is all right. I just like it because it's New York. And I, <laughs> yeah. I think of New York when I think of Christmas because it's just like, you know, Rockefeller Plaza with the big tree. And I, I don't know, there's just... I never lived in New York, but for some reason I get nostalgic yeah, about it yeah. at Christmas time, like... Oh, good old New York City! It's Christmas. So those are those are definitely the ones that come come to mind. But for for sure, check out Sound of Metal. This one was good. I, I thought it was very strong, strong to quite very. strong. Yeah, um, Riz Ahmed, fucking amazing. Derek Sion France. Sion France. Uh, no, no, no. That's and Darius on the uh, yeah. Darius Martyr <laughs> for uh, they Sound did, of they, Metal. They did a team. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is a kind of a combo deal. Yeah, because one of the guys almost seems like he kind it was of was like a baton toss. Yeah, Sound of Metal. Definitely check this one out. Absolutely. This is John, and this is Sean. This is Movie, Movie Night, Night with, with John, John and Sean. Boom! We did it. That was good. I, I feel good so about too. that one. Sometimes it's hard. We got a good flow. To talk about one movie for that long?